Hello Pisces, welcome to Cancer season. This feels like a exciting moment in the journey of astrology through your chart as I'm tuning in with the first moment of Cancer season as we move into the solstice, which is a significant moment in the yearly path of the earth around the sun. This is a turning point. This is a shift in what is considered to be cardinal direction or cardinal energy. And in your chart, it feels like that is really what's happening. New doors are opening and you are in the threshold and stepping through them as we traverse cancer season. I feel you in a, in a place right now, in a process in your life where there is a fortification of your sense of self that results from clarification of what you are not. And it's reminding me of um, kind of a fundamental teaching in the yogic path that before we can come to yoga, uh, the meaning of the word is union, the uniting of the mind, heart, body, the uniting of uh, flesh and spirit, the corporeal and the um, celestial. Before we can come to that, there is a process of V-yoga, which is a negating prefix to know what we are not in union with. And this is a, a cultivation of discernment and clarification of the ego and the mind, and also working with the temporality of the human experience, um, kind of grappling with the ways that we come into identification with actually very liminal states, you know, ideas about who we are, what we're going to be. And of course, we inherit so much as well. And so many of our notions of who we are and how we should be and what we should do aren't originating in what I would say is the truth of our spirits or something like that, but maybe uh, a collective force, an ancestral or familial force that moves through us. And you've been in a process now for a considerable amount of time, I'm going to say several years, but this process has taken on a new level of conscious intensity for you in just the last couple of months. And the intensification here feels like the uh, kind of growing awareness of what you are not, the dispelling of illusion, right? And so the feeling of being disillusioned is something that people often talk about as a kind of disturbing sensation. And indeed, it can feel like that, you know, when you have a dream or a hope or an ideal, or you think that someone is some way, or you are some way, and then something happens and it's clear that that's not really the case. And while there can be disappointment, frustration, grief, anger, you know, a lot of things that might emerge in that kind of moment, there's also profound liberation. And I think that many of us, when we have those moments of disillusionment, there's some way that we always kind of already knew that we were being illusioned, right? But, or, or uh, is that the right word? <laughs> that we were in an illusion. And 
somewhere deep in our consciousness, like we may have felt a little uncomfortable or it may have felt that we were like pushing for something or trying for something or reaching from the more mental aspects or egoic aspects of the being. And sometimes what happens with, with a sense of disillusionment is a recognition of, yeah, I kind of knew that already. I kind of knew that already. And that can happen in regards to so many aspects of our lives, relationships, jobs, uh, elements of identity, etc. And so when I'm tuning in with your chart, I'm really feeling that you're in some kind of space of a clarification of your own foundation and sturdiness that has to do with a, a clarification of mind, which has to do with a clarification of body and intent. And it's kind of like the, the forces of reality, and here I mean not the fleeting human-made reality, the kind of fragments of our illusions that we're walking through any given day, but the reality of, of the earth, I want to say, like, like the reality that you are an energetic being occupying a physical form, that there is an infinite amount of mystery, there's so much that you can't see moving through you, that there are forces that are unknown and unseen to you, although they may also be felt and compelled. And a lot of that is not matching with what you previously were making your reality to be about. And so there's this sense of your, your bodily experience informing your mind, shifting your consciousness. Something is happening and your physicality is changing. It's like, I, it doesn't feel right anymore. Consciousness is shifting. You're thinking about things differently and that's changing your ego. It's shifting your sense of self. And then you're doing things differently. You're being differently. You're acting and reacting and behaving and making different choices. And then life is giving you different opportunities because that's how it works. <laughs> you know, we can perceive what we're ready to perceive. So you're in a pretty profound moment right now. It feels like cancer season is asking you to engage yourself proactively with intention, with dedication, with discernment. I want to say with discipline. And the word discipline, of course, roots to the essence of disciple. To really be in discipleship to our own becoming is to be in constant practice of noticing where we are uh, in a state of illusion, bringing ourselves um, into something that we might locate as a deeper source of realness or reality, and then aligning ourselves with that, aligning ourselves with the truth that we know in our own hearts and intuition, aligning ourselves with the uh, clarification that we're experiencing as elements in our lives shift and reveal to us that things are no longer the same. We can't continue in the same ways. And this is a moment of also profound creativity for you. Because as your perspective is shifting and as your nature is shifting and as you bring yourself with consistency and dedication to whatever it is that you're trying to create and cultivate, it's inspiring. It's fun. It's energizing. You're having new ideas and new possibilities are opening up. 
And this is what creativity is all about. You know, the creative process is not a linear process. And it's one of the great tragedies, I think, of our current era, um, that we live in a world that is so deeply invested in linearity and quote unquote logic, when so much of linearity um, is, is bypassing, right? And it can actually be really harmful to not allow, you know, to you, <laughs> you learn about how uh, humans thwart a flow of a river, right? A natural course of a waterway is to meander. And the meandering river, as it spills into different kind of estuaries or waterways or creeks, and it makes its way around whatever it's making its way around, is nourishing the land. It's creating habitat. There is deep intelligence in the way that a river flows. Human beings then come in with their ideas of extraction and like what they need in order to have what they want and they they thwart the natural flow of the river and then there's ecological problems right there's problems for the entire ecosystems that they've disrupted and it feels like this is true also in terms of our own creativity and in terms of our own process we are not linear beings time is not actually a linear kind of process it's very cyclical it's very spiralic we're always metabolizing and trying to digest and make sense of what has happened in the past the past is creating the present the present is spilling out into the future we're being called by the future and what we don't know yet and then it is shifting us now right like there's a meandering cyclical spiralic kind of quality to any growth process, to any creative process. And creativity has to be emergent. It would not be creation, right, in, in the true sense of the word, if we already knew what we were trying to get to. That is formulaic tasks. <laughs> creation is a process of unfolding. And this is where you are right now, Pisces. As we move into cancer season, you are unfolding. There is a deep creative process emerging in your life. And it is up to you now to shepherd that process forward and to cultivate it carefully and to tend to it and to make sure that you are really serving the energy that is trying to move through you and change your life, that you are not thwarting that energy by imposing your egoic ideas on it about what you're trying to get. So the first, uh, I would say, maybe week and a half of cancer season as we enter into the solstice and as we move towards the month of July, there is a feeling in your chart of puzzle pieces coming together. And you have been formulating for yourself some kind of foundational support over the last several weeks. You've been thinking a lot about how to put things together in ways that bring different streams of information into coherence. This could also be a very practical and material kind of application of this puzzle piece putting together. Um, you know, for some of you, it could be literally you are building a new foundation for a home you're going to live in and you are connecting piping, 
you know, and figuring out like this thing needs to go there and that thing needs to go there. Some of you are doing this for businesses, right? Or, or ventures that you're working on, life projects. And it's um, a process of, well, I have this thing and I have that thing and I have that other thing and now I have to bring them all together. Now they need to make sense. Some of you are doing this in your home and, and family relationships. Some of you are doing this in your own mind, around your own self, your skills, your capacities, your interests, what's available to you right now. How do the pieces fit together? And as we move into cancer season, this process is continuing, but the feeling tone of it is starting to feel to me in my in my bodily sense, there is a there's a dynamic to it that for some might might actually feel a little dramatic right now. Um, it feels like you're very absorbed in the process and things are taking on a kind of, in some ways, even mythic proportion for some of you. It's like, this piece means this thing to me and that piece means that thing to me and when I bring them together, then this is what happens. And it's like you're connecting with the energy of what you're doing in kind of mythic proportions and it's it, it, it does feel like some of you are being very dramatic about it. And this drama has a, has a life force to it. It has an intensity to it. Some of you are quite obsessed. <laughs> You're like really in it, trying to figure it out, trying to make it work. Now, I really want to encourage you to be playful because the playful spirit, the creative spirit is what will help you bring the pieces together. And if you get too intense with the drama in a self-focused way, and in this kind of like mythic archetypal way where it's like you're re really just in your own experience and nobody else exists, make concerted effort to also make fun of yourself in that place. <laughs> That, you know, that that kind of quality, I think, is very important for you right now. It's kind of like being in a kiln or an incubator. You need to bake the thing. There is actually a need for this kind of uh, really focused intensity. The inner heat that is building within you as you're trying to figure out how to fit these pieces together. If you get super intense about it and you don't lighten up at some points, you risk becoming, I'm going to say, maybe kind of intolerable <laughs> for other people around you. Your communication might be very intense for people. It might be hard for others in your general environment to feel like there's any space for them. Um, your life is asking you to be in this commitment, to be devoted. Again, this essence of discipleship, to be in, in, in total alignment with what you're doing, but also to relax, relax. A tightrope walker 
is successful in their venture because they are soft and fluid through their spine, right? Their focus is super attuned, but they can't hold a lot of unnecessary tension in their body that will disrupt their balance. They have to be able to wobble and flow and respond to the environment as it moves uh, across and through their tightrope and their body. You need this kind of energy right now. You need a light grasp and a clear focus. So one suggestion that I would make is to practice um, meditation on mudras, on hand gestures. And you can look this up on the internet, but actually all of your fingers relate to different planetary energies. And um, I'm feeling that, you know, you might want to to practice uniting your thumb, and the thumb is uh, related to our will and our action and our intent, with both the index and the middle fingers. And the index finger is related with the planet Jupiter. This calls in your own guidance, your inner wisdom. Um, and the middle finger is related to the planet Saturn. And this calls in your discipline and your maturation. And bringing uh, either these three fingers together or the thumb with one finger at a time, and then holding the pressure between your fingers as if you're holding the wing of a butterfly, as if you're holding the finest silk. So you want to be able to feel the texture of the skin on your fingers. And your focus needs to be so fine so refined that you notice when you begin to clench your fingers and that uh, increasing of pressure then diminishes your subtle attention. And you also wanna be able to notice when your attention wanders, right? And maybe the connection is lost. This is the quality that you want to infuse into your mind and into your body as you bring your effort into whatever it is that you are doing. And these first two weeks of cancer season require this kind of delicacy of attention and the willingness to call yourself back again and again to that delicacy, to notice when you're being extra, because some of you are out there being extra right now. You're putting too much force into the thing. You're too tense with it. And some of you are so uh, excited about the thing, whatever it is, that you're getting kind of spun out. It's like your mind is going in a million different directions and then it's hard for you to focus because it's so exciting. And it's like a million possibilities are coming into your mind at once and then you can't stay with it. So this very fine-tuned attention is something to cultivate and practice. And then in that is the spirit of playful curiosity. Whoa, what am I doing? Oh, whoops, <laughs> got, got extra, you know, gonna lighten up a little bit and just make fun of yourself, like laugh at yourself. You know, this is a moment in your life. You are a human being attempting whatever you're attempting and there's got to be some humor in that. Um, okay, so the full moon on July 3rd is a full moon in Capricorn and this full moon is really highlighting the space of possibility 
And as we move into cancer season, we are moving in basically from a new moon. So the first two weeks are a growing, building, waxing energy towards the full moon on July 3rd. And how I read this is a growing, building momentum towards an idea, some kind of possible outcome. You are focused on your hopes, your dreams, your wishes for the future. Some of you are thinking about this in terms of community, collaboration. How do you participate and get involved in ways that serve uh, what it is that you're trying to build? There may be organizations or groups or some kind of larger idea of um, social influence that is compelling you right now, but I really want to encourage you to not get pulled out of your own process by speculation on the external. It's important for you right now that even if whatever you're doing has an outcome for others or you have some idea about what it will do in the world or something like that, that you are actually really staying in your own emergent process. And the feeling here is that when we organize ourselves for the external, there is a kind of self-abandonment that can occur. And then we can get real tripped up on getting things from other people, whether that's their participation or validation or fitting in with a group or something like that. That kind of energy just really isn't useful for you right now, but what is useful is your consistent meditation on what you are offering and what you are bringing through. And here there's the feeling that you want to focus on whatever the quality or the essence is that you're trying to do, and then feel how that quality and essence can expand out into the world around you as an offering. But it is emanating from you, and it's something that you are doing for yourself ultimately. Even if we are out there engaging in service for the world, if we are not engaged in that service from an awareness and an understanding that we are part of the world and making the world better in whatever ways we can is actually for our own betterment, right? Our own satisfaction, our own healing, our own love, and that of the future generations. There's something that can be off about it. You know, if, if, if we're out there trying to save the world, thinking that we have an answer and it's like for other people, but we're not including ourselves in those dreams then we're out there trying to be saviors. And I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tired of the savior myths. I'm ready for something different. And it feels like self-realized, self-actualized individuals who understand that they are part of the world, responsible to the world, and very much shaped and conditioned by the world, None of us have the whole answer, right? We need to be humble in our offerings and enthusiastic about them. And this is the place where you are in right now. It's this kind of tension. It's the tension between humility and grandiosity. You need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in yourself. You need to feel this sense of enthusiasm, right? Un Theos, to be with God. You need to, to, to feel yourself as a vessel for this kind of energy, whatever it is that you're bringing through. And you are an imperfect, messy human being. You do not have all the answers. You are here attempting something in your human life, and you have to be playful about it. Don't get too serious, 
right? The, the nature of spirit is playful. If you look at the creative spirit on earth, it's like earth is incredibly playful. I mean, think about a platypus, right? Like think about some of the underwater creatures and the way that plants grow. And it's like, you look at them and it's, wow, how'd you ever think about that? Wow, somebody had to have a real developed sense of imaginative possibility to come up with that. Can you channel that in your own life? Can you not be so directive or externally oriented on what you're doing so that you can really bring through what you're trying to bring through as if you were tending a garden, right? It's like be with the emergent process. You're tending life. It's coming through you. You don't own it. You don't need to control it. And you are shepherding something. The day before the full moon on July 2nd, we have the first of two embodied astrology workshops for cancer season. Both the workshops this month are coming in with the lunations. Cancer is ruled by the moon. And the new moon and the full moon in cancer season are both very strong lunations. The full moon, as I mentioned in your chart, is really bringing forward this sense of possibility. There's a lot of need for you to dream your biggest dream and open to what is calling you at this time. And as you open into what is calling you, you want to feel supported in what is, in, in what is connecting you in what is anchoring and tethering and bringing you into community and who and, and, and why you're sharing. So on July 2nd, we'll be uh, joined by artist, craftsperson, writer, healer, and spirit worker Bridget Hickey for a workshop called The Architectures of Protection. And in this workshop, Bridget will guide us to feel into our own sensing bodies, our liminal, energetic, and spirit bodies to connect with invisible intimacies, with our threads of relationship to the unseen realms, to our guides, guardians, ancestors, and helping spirits. And in those connections, to really listen in for the evolution of our own story, to hear the call of what's coming next. So this space would be such a wonderful space, such a container for what feels like the creative emergent process that's coming through you at this time. And if you can't make the live event on July 2nd, you can always catch the recording. And whether or not you make it to the workshop, I encourage you to listen to the description of it and formulate some kind of ritual for yourself around this full moon that anchors you in the invisible intimacies, in the threads of connection that are bigger than you and beyond you to the past, to the present, to the future, and let them help and support you as this new shape is forming. The week after the full moon is a really um, juicy <laughs> week in the Pisces chart. It feels like this is a time when a lot of new ideas are coming through. There's a lot of inspiration. There's a lot of intuition. It feels highly creative. It feels like it would be the best if you can give yourself lots of creative opportunities. I also want to say that for all water signs around any kind of new moon and full moon, and especially in cancer season, feelings are here. Okay. And so the span of time, the two weeks between the full moon on July 2nd and the new moon on July 17th 
are definitely weeks that build an emotional intensity and in your chart there's a lot that needs to get expressed and I want to offer here that some of what I feel like wants to come out for you at this time is the energetic charge of your control and the futility the energetic charge of the futility of control so before when I was saying some of you are being extra right now or you're getting really kind of like in a tizzy, you've got all these ideas. Either way, there's a lot of energetic charge and there's an emphasis and a, and a kind of condensing of energy into what we're gonna call your sense of self, your capacity. What can I do? I gotta do this thing, I gotta do that thing. You're really, really focused on it. That charge has an emotional quality to it and the emotion needs to spill out so that you can release unnecessary burden on yourself. If you go through some kind of breakdown breakthrough moments over these two weeks, I would not at all be surprised. And I think that it would be very natural for a kind of condensation of energy to occur. And then it's like you're building, 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 getting you know, more and more and more charged and then the waves, you know, like the waves break the dams and the emotion has to come out. And anything that you can do to facilitate energetic and emotional release also during these two weeks, um, and certainly around both of the lunations, super helpful. The last week and a half or so of cancer season from July 11th uh, forward, there is a pretty remarkable shift in energy and I feel you getting pretty busy at this time. Um, Whatever it is that you've been working on, there's a way that in, in some aspect of it, it's been a little bit underground. It's been in development. You're trying to figure out how these pieces come together. But in mid-July, you are stepping forward in some kind of new way. You're putting yourself out there. You are taking action. Um, some of you might have very uh, specific relational kinds of circumstances coming up also around this time where it's like, okay, I'm ready to move forward with this person, or this person and I are not moving forward together in this way anymore, or there's some kind of need on a relational level to, um, yeah, to activate or to take action, um, and to make your intentions known in a, in a more clear way. During this, uh, this kind of shift of energy, so again, the last week and a half of cancer season from the 11th through the 22nd, there's also a building of collective energy that I'm going to say has a fair amount of uh, polarization in it. Now, you don't need astrology, right, to know that the world is at war and that um, there's so much division between people and a real heightened sense of uh, separation and ego battle and conflict. And this makes sense because we live in a world that has been deeply shaped by identity politics, actually. I mean, a lot of people will say that that's more recent, but uh, in terms of identification around superiority, you know, we live in a world that has been shaped around notions of 
uh, this group of people is better than that group of people. People who have money are better than people who don't have money. There is, of course, a, a long lineage of white supremacy and racial superiority. There is a long lineage of patriarchy and gender suppression and oppression. And this has created the world that we live in, and it's created a lot of the mindsets that we are experiencing in ourselves and, and confronting in others. And from a maybe more collective, big picture, astrological point of view, sometimes I have a feeling that this kind of experience perhaps is necessary in order to uh, bring human consciousness into a place where it understands the devastation that occurs with separation, with the idea that uh, as a, you know, a human being, one person could have more merit or value than another based on whatever the markers are, the skin color, the amount of money in the bank account, the genitals or something like that. And whenever there's exclusion or degradation or oppression, then every, everybody becomes a part of that, right? So even those in positions of power end up closing off their own potential for happiness and creativity because they have to continue to impose their methods of control. And part of what perhaps is happening right now in a time that seems to be bringing us intense striation and division amongst people is also a recollection and a remembering amongst many groups of uh, around unity and a maturation process potential in the human consciousness that is something like you don't need to understand another person to care about them. You don't need to uh, identify with another person's experience to want to support them having uh, an experience that is safe and has access to basic resources. And there's something in the Pisces charts right now that to me really resonates in um, a, a very particular way with this kind of collective influence. And Pisces can be a very deeply empathic sign and a sign that really can extend so much compassion to so many people um, in so many circumstances. And I want to say that Pisces can also be a sign that can, can be extremely fundamentalist and rigid. Um, Pisces in some ways is associated to hallucinatory states and uh, if you look at, you know, a lot of the folks out there who are really on bandwagons um, policing other types of people, you know, there is a kind of hallucina hallucinatory quality in what it seems that they're going through, perceiving people as a threat to them just because people are expressing themselves, trans people expressing themselves in the world, being who they are, being creative, being fluid in the space of a gender binary can in instill a kind of fear in folks who have um, really internalized oppressive frameworks around uh, gender, you know, that there's only two options. And if you don't fit into one of those two options, then you're a threat, right? And then there's a kind of hallucination. There is a projecting onto another person all kinds of monstrosity. And meanwhile, the inner experience is very rigid and militant. And part of what's happening in your chart right now is the area of the chart that resonates with militancy, 
with a kind of activity and activation and, you know, calling the troops to battle is really charged. It's really, really charged in the Pisces solar charts right now. And my feeling as I tune in with your chart is that, you know, you're a person who's listening to astrology. I'm a queer astrologer. I'm going to guess that you're somebody that has space for a fair amount of complexity. You may be in a position where you are having a kind of uh, response projected at you in your body or in your work or in some uh, way that you're trying to live or, or experience your life and you feel that you need to go to battle for yourself. And maybe you're a person who feels like you need to battle others right now and you need to battle particular kinds of identities or particular kinds of actions. So I don't know who my listeners are specifically, but as an energetic piece of suggestion, I would say that now is a time to really contemplate what you are fighting for. And when you get called into action that feels like um, uh, uh, a need to stand up for something or a need to fight against something or to fight for something, to tune in with where is that coming from for you and what is it doing in your body and what is it doing in the world. And if you are a person who is experiencing um, a, uh, you know, a feeling about another group of people, then I don't want to say <laughs> what you should do at all, but I do want to encourage you to tune in with yourself and see if, if there are places of misunderstanding in your own being that could be addressed that could help you arrive at some kind of solution to this conflict that doesn't have to do with imposing your will upon others, trying to control other people or force their action in some way. If you're somebody who feels like the world is fighting against you and there are a lot of, of people and a lot of bodies right now who are really experiencing intense oppression on their bodies and a very distinct need to fight against that oppression, um, then I want to encourage you to find your community, to recognize that you are not fighting this battle alone, and to notice again what that fighting energy does inside of your body and where it swings you into any kind of extreme. And Pisces in particular, especially over the course of the next couple of months, wants to be super mindful about uh, othering and us, them, and black-white binary thinking. Um, you don't need to understand somebody to support them, and somebody doesn't need to understand you to support you. And curiosity will do so much. Playfulness will do so much. The willingness to explore and experiment and, um, you know, listen and find the in-between places will do so much. And part of what it will do is allow some ease into your body 
so that your energetic and somatic transmission can be more receptive. And this will help you coordinate with other people. And the Pisces charts right now have a lot of energy for creative collaboration and coordination and working together for some kind of cause. But it's very important, I think, for your own well-being and then for the success and the well-being of your cause that you are really working towards a deeper sense of empathy, compassion, understanding, and curiosity towards yourself and towards others in the world and that you are inviting that in um, and not polarizing. So the Cancer New Moon on July 17th really kind of brings this energy up pretty acutely. The New Moon is resonating in a part of your chart that has a lot to do with kind of early instincts around do I belong here? Is there a place where I can be? And if any of uh, these kinds of sensations are coming up for you around the new moon, I really want to encourage you to attend to your inner child, your inner children, the parts of you that may feel fragile or scared or misunderstood. Um, you might want to extend that kind of care and compassion out to the rest of the world because every single human being and <laughs> the adult human beings and especially the human beings, um, you know, that might try and exude some kind of sense of confidence or superiority. It's like there are some wounded inner children in there. And when we feel the resonance in each other of self-acceptance and love, there is a transformational quality to that. The day before the new moon on July 16th, we have the second of our Cancer Season Embodied Astrology workshops. And this is a workshop that's dedicated to the Mayan goddess of fertility, Ixchel. Uh, Jules Esquinka, who is an Embodied Astrology member who lives in Mexico City, will be offering this workshop. It is a bilingual workshop for folks out there who are interested in Embodied Astrology in Spanish. I'm really excited for this workshop. Jules is uh, a really fun person to hang out with, very interested in a lot of different things, and they are bringing in a collection of influences to help us tune in with our lunar placements and the energies of life and death as we work with Ixchel and this deity's representation and manifestation. Um, this energy is really helpful for letting go of what no longer serves and inviting in what is nourishing and life-giving and for tending to the more inner parts that need witnessing, the inner child parts, the emotive parts. We're going to be writing love letters to our moon signs. It feels like this could be a really yummy nourishing space for you. Um, so... I'm going to leave it there and just say that embodied astrology is a lot of things. If you enjoy this work and want to go further with it, learning astrology through creative exploration and somatic practice and experimentation is what happens here. It's a very large community. We have monthly gatherings where we get together to share about astrology. We have community members offering workshops and coming into leadership around their own synthesis and application. Next month in Leo season, Gabs Tosi will be leading a four-part series on learning your cardinal angles, that's your rising sign, and then three other points in your chart that are just as important as any of the planets. And they're not so often talked about, so this is a great opportunity to learn more about your chart and to 
get some great photos of yourself. This is a series that works through self-portraiture and learning about these places in our chart and then expressing them through uh, performance and setting up our own pictures and things like that. So if you want some new pictures of yourself and you want to learn more about astrology, check out that workshop. You can learn more about all the workshops at embodiedastrology.com. Pisces, this is quite a full season. It's a full season for everybody. It feels like a full season for you. I am wishing you ease in this space of subtle awareness and attunement. I'm wishing you the best of luck with all that you are up to. And I will see you next month. Bye for now. Embodied Astrology has so much other stuff going on, and our podcasts and horoscopes are just the surface. In our memberships, we also offer a variety of transformational, exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers, weekly Embodied Astrology movement and meditation classes, a monthly conversation and tea time sharing space, study groups, and more. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter, following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and follow us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or make a one-time donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening.